Hello everyone, this is Sonali Mangal and welcome to another episode of Learn, Educate, Discover. On this podcast, we invite people from different professions on each of our episodes and we ask them a range of questions to try and understand what their job is all about. The goal of this podcast is to try and educate our listeners about as many different kind of jobs as we can so that someone listening to the show can decide does a certain job sound interesting to them and if yes, how do they go about exploring it further. Now, this particular discussion is part two of our discussion with Fabiola Cazares. Fabiola is a sales manager with a firm, a fintech startup based out of Bay Area. And she came on episode number 117, the previous episode, where she spoke about what it's like to have a career in sales, what her day-to-day is like. So if any of you are interested in a career in sales, do check out that episode. This particular discussion is part two of my discussion with Fabiola, where she talks about her transition from an individual contributor role, an IC role, to a manager role. And it's a short discussion, but Fabiola shares a lot of great details on what that transition was like for her, the kind of things that were unexpected, and how she managed them. So if any of you are going through a similar transition or are evaluating an IC path versus a manager path, this should be an interesting discussion to listen to. So I hope you enjoy it. Of course, as always, if you have any thoughts or ideas or questions, do drop us a note at hello at learneducatediscover.com. It really makes my day when I hear from you. Uh, I'll give you a, a very short and quick example. Recently, a listener, her name is Divya Anansri. And by the way, I took her permission before sharing her name on the podcast. But she dropped a simple note, and I'm paraphrasing here, basically saying that she came across LED recently on Quora and she's listened to a bunch of episodes. It's been really helpful for her in evaluating various career paths and she's left a review for the podcast on iTunes. And it's a simple note, a short note, but it really, really made my day. So again, if you want to just say hello or if you just want to share some feedback, have some questions, do drop a note at hello at learneducatediscover.com. And if you haven't left a review for the podcast already, do do so. It really helps spread the word. You can leave a review on iTunes or Google Podcast or Stitcher or whichever app you're using to listen to the podcast, but it really does help. All right, with that, let's now listen to Fabiola. All right, so then let's spend just 10 more minutes on your transition from moving uh, from an IC role in sales to a manager role. So how big is your team now? Uh, It's eight sales reps now. Eight sales reps. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you've been a manager for about a year now, right? Year, year and a half? Yep. A year and a half. Yeah. Flown by. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. So when you sort of were faced with this decision of either continuing as an IC or moving into this manager role, did you sort of go through any things in your mind? Like what was the framework? that you use to say that I want to go into a manager role versus an IC role? I started looking at what I was already doing um, outside of my day-to-day after having a lot of experience as a sales rep. You you get pretty stable in your outreach method and a lot of the cold outreach and researching, that's sort of second nature. And if you get to a point where you realize okay, I'm ready to build my next on my next opportunity or I'm ready to develop my new skills. So there was a period of time where I had actually talked to my manager at the time about 
just wanting to do more to help the team. And there were uh, some gaps that I saw that I could maybe potentially see myself helping to fill. And a lot of that had to do with, you know, how can we build more collateral or case studies or templates and working with our marketing teams. And so at one point I was sort of a liaison between our sales reps and the marketing team as a sales rep before becoming a manager. And I really enjoyed that cross-functional work outside of a sales rep. And I started to tell myself like, wow, this is really fun and I want to continue doing this. And as a one, one of the more senior reps on the team, and as we started to get new hires, I liked being able to help train them and coach them. Um, and they were also willing to be coached by others other than our manager at the time. And um, there's, there's only so much a manager can do. And I think he really felt like, you know, he could trust me and sitting in on some calls and helping to provide feedback to some of the new hires. And that training and coaching experience also really let me see that that was also something I was interested in doing more mm. and I really enjoyed it. And then the opportunity came up where the that management position opened up because our manager at the time transitioned to another role at the company. And I raised my hand and was like, this is sounds like a really big challenge, but I really enjoyed, you know, the moment leading up to this that I can actually see myself doing the work. And there were also other things that I as a sales rep saw that we could do better in terms of processes, in terms of just team collaboration. And I really wanted to be someone to help enable those changes and help our team move forward. Mm -hmm. And so um, then I kind of realized like, okay, this is probably going to be good for me. And it, and it has been so far. It's definitely been an interesting experience. And I think I'm where I'm definitely, definitely where I need to be right now. Yeah, I think so. it's sort of a combination of you were ready for taking on this sort of a role and an opportunity opened up and you had the confidence to raise your hand and say that, yes, I want to do it, which is commendable because I think a lot of people might just have shied away from raising their hand. Was it also at all a decision point for you in terms of were you interested in managing people as opposed to, you know, just doing your work, but but taking on more and more responsibility? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. At the time, I actually didn't know if I wanted to manage people. I knew that I wanted to do something else and something more. And I actually, to provide a little bit of color, I did do some pre-discovery um, into the account executive role, hmm. because that is a, a typical role that you would get into as a sales rep. And so I was actually um, helping lead some of the discovery calls, and I got more involved in the deal post discovery stage. And thankfully, I had a account executive who really trusted me to do some of her work. And sometimes all she had to do was send the contract, and I kind of just led them to that point. So doing that, I, I realized I probably didn't want to do that long term. And um, I also knew the challenge that we were facing as a company at the time and that we're sort of frankly still facing. And I didn't see myself being truly excited for that role at the time. Okay. And 
simultaneously the management role opened up. So I sort of started to compare the two roles and writing down, you know, what could I potentially learn from being an AE versus being a manager? And as an AE, I think I would, I would still do well. I still am familiar with the client facing work and I'm still familiar with the outreach work and account management work, but I wouldn't build those people team, uh, sorry, those the building a team skills. And I wouldn't build a people management skill. And I think that was sort of a new world where I didn't even consider even having the opportunity to take this time early on in my career. And I felt like it couldn't be something I, I just wouldn't turn down because I, yeah. I feel like it's also, you know, in the future, if I ever want to manage a team, I can always go back to an individual contributor role. And I still have these people management skills that I can, you know, look to if I ever want to end up wanting doing that again. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think I think it's really credible, because you are of three years or four years into your career after undergrad. Yes, three and a half years. Yeah. And now you already have a team of eight, which is awesome. What was the toughest part about this transition for you? It's evolved over time, but um, because it's only been a year and a half. But in my earlier manager experience transitioning at first, it was challenging to wrap my head around the idea that I would manage my peers that I was working alongside with mm. these you know past couple of years. And it was a challenge at first because you know I sort of had a lot of conversations with myself, like would they, you know, treat me differently or would they have to treat me differently? Is this relationship going to be different um, with me and my previous peers? And how are we going to make this work with this new change and making sure that our team ultimately is still moving forward and productively and successfully? So I would say that was one of the bigger challenges to overcome. And one way that helped me do that is actually worked with our uh, learning and development uh, manager at the time, she kind of helped me come up with a workshop. It was like a maybe two and a half hour workshop that I had to um, hold with my team. And I also kind of led them up to it. So I kind of warmed them up to this workshop. And it was essentially a feedback workshop. And the formal name of it was manager integration session, which sounds like very just like uh, I don't know if I want to be a part of that but I definitely prefaced this meetings beforehand before it actually happened and I let the team know in a very genuine and honest way like hey I know this is change for all of us honestly and um, I want to make sure that we all feel like we are still set up for success to move forward and I ultimately want to help you know with the quick wins and understand what's going to take longer to to complete or to project manage in order for our team to be successful. But let's talk about the quick wins um, that we can come up with as a team now. What's some of the feedback about our current processes, our our current quota system, our current territory, and let's just talk about it in a session and definitely want to learn about what you think I would be as a manager. Knowing me as a peer what are my strengths and what do you think are my weaknesses and what are some concerns that you just want to address? And, and so we kind of talked about it before the session actually happened, but during the session, they 
they as in our, our my team at the time, they would write down in a sticky note, like these are our current processes and where I think we could develop. And this is, you know, fab, her strengths and what we think is her weaknesses and yeah. you know, what we would like her to be working on right away and what we think would be maybe more long-term. And we just talked about it and we kind of called out the elephant in the room, like, okay, you know, I was your peer and now yeah. I'm your manager and I want to continue to make sure that, you know, ultimately we're all striving for the same goal. We all want to build more meaningful partnerships for a firm. Yeah. How can we do that as a team? And how can I be a, a champion, an advocate, a coach, a mentor, a leader, and a manager to help ensure that we're, you know, we're going towards that, moving along towards that goal. Goal. So that was definitely helpful and kind of just calmed everyone down. And um, from there, it just meant um, continuing on with the one-on-ones that we have weekly. And yeah, I think it it was fine from there. It was just at the beginning, it was pretty nerve wracking for me to wrap my head around that and wonder what others were thinking at the time too. But ultimately, I I think my sense was that everyone thought it made sense and there were no kind of questions asked. Mm -hmm. So that was also helpful too. Yeah. I think the fact that you were open to talking about the fact that you were once their peer, now you were their manager, I'm sure that helped a lot because it's, it's, not easy to talk about these kinds of things. It makes everyone uncomfortable and, and then it just sort of prolongs the problem. But the fact that you talked about it with everyone, and I'm sure it was there on everyone else's mind, at least to talk about it once. So that's great that you were able to do that. Was there anything unexpected about leading a team that you were maybe not thinking about or just didn't expect as you were going through this transition? Yeah, I would say two things there. One is how much more involved you would be in making decisions for the sales work and getting exposure to what happens behind the scenes, um, I think was something that I sort of saw coming, but I didn't expect to how much the, how much exposure I was actually going to get, which was insane and I was like wow like so this is what was talked about you know during those kind of tough times and there's always tough times and uncertain times in a fast growing you know tech startup so I think just learning more about how the leadership team discusses these challenges and kind of tackles them head on is something that I didn't expect to have exposure to right away and the second thing was managing people on the HR side and, and what that meant to the company and, and why it's important and how to do it, especially, you know, if, it, if the company is still growing and does it, you know, quite yet have those, some of those HR systems in place yet. So I think just managing around compensation discussions and those really like, tough HR sort of situations where you you want to do right by people and you also want to make sure that decisions you make are best for the company. So that was something that I, I didn't quite expect until I was actually put into those situations. Right. Would it be possible to share some of the things that you started getting exposure to, like without sharing anything confidential? Yeah. And maybe, you know, some of the more recent ones, we can maybe chat at a later coffee chat. But 
for earlier on during our compensation discussions. So we try to evaluate uh, compensation structures and how our team gets rewarded every year because our market has been changing what seems to be like every quarter. So we, we try to align that with how our team is motivated and incentivized and rewarded. So last year, and actually in the sales function, you hear a lot about, is there a cap to your quota or how you get rewarded? So we actually used to have a, a cap in our uh, variable bonus. So what that means is if you, as a sales rep, overachieve your quota, you achieve more than 100% of your quota. If you have a cap on it, then you're sort of unable to get rewarded for that extra work that you did uh, on top of your quota attainment. And so we actually did used to have a, a cap on our team. And that was one of the things I wanted to tackle early on was removing that cap, because I think it's important to uh, allow your team to keep going within a month or a quarter if they're, they've hit quota and be rewarded for that extra work so that they don't feel like, oh, I'm, I'm doing really well and I'm bringing in more meetings, but I'm not technically getting rewarded for these extra meetings that I'm bringing in. So I would say that was one of the, the challenges that I had to tackle very early on as, as a manager. And and I was exposed to what that decision-making was like and who the stakeholders were and how to manage around that sort of like project that was essentially kind of fell on, on my hands because that was sort of a decision I had to make, but also with the approval of our sales operations and our finance teams and our sales leaderships teams to make sure that everyone was aligned on, you know, why this decision needs to be made and how it makes sense for our business. Yeah. So then in hindsight, what advice would you give to yourself as you were going? So if, let's say you could talk to the Fabiola who was still an IC and about to go through the transition to manager. What advice would you give to that Fabiola? Yes, I would say trust your gut. And I heard this a lot. Um, and I still hear this a lot. But at the time before, I was very hesitant. I think because I doubted how much experience I had to be qualified to make a decision or be involved in the hardest decisions on our team. But I would say, Fab, you've, you've been here for a while. You know the product. You are now more familiar with the market and have a better sense for how it would react as we evolve as a company. So own that knowledge and follow what you think is right and trust your gut. Yeah. I could really say that I would yeah. wish I could go back and tell myself that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And I, and I guess I think you've become a manager so early in your career that it's easy to doubt yourself and to second guess your decisions. So the more right. you can be confident in yourself, the, the better it is. Any, uh, if let's say a, someone who is at a similar crossroads of evaluating whether they should go into an IC, like continue as an IC versus going into a manager role, what advice would you give to them in terms of figuring that out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I get, I got this advice from a previous manager and it was once you're in a management position, you'll know right away whether or not you'll like it. Yeah. And you won't love it every day, but when times get tough, trust your team for feedback and be a champion for your team at the end of the day. Uh, Cause you were put in this position because you did so well as an individual contributor, but try to fight also Second advice, try to fight the feeling that you might 
get to actually want to do the work, um, use your coaching skills and it will pay dividends. So, you know, if you try to do the work that you actually used to do as an individual contributor, it's ultimately not going to be efficient for the team. And just always remember that your team is a reflection of you and how you um, choose to lead a team. All right. I like it. Yes, I can imagine that you trying to do the IC work that you were doing before is not yeah. going to be helpful. <laughs> All right. Yep. And I also miss it as well. But I think it's it's also good to kind of give back and use the skills that you built um, up until that point to help others to build their own, but also recognize that not everyone's going to be just as you were or just as another sales rep person was. Um, everyone's unique in their own abilities and they have their own kind of unique strengths and weaknesses. So also being to, um, able to acknowledge those as well. Yeah. Thank you so much, Fabiola. This was wonderful. I know we spoke at length about your job as well as your transition, but this is this was really helpful because you shared a lot of great details on what the function itself is like and then also your transition which a lot of people once they've worked for a few years they tend to go through this decision point also so thank you so yeah. much for being patient with my questions and for sharing so many great answers yeah absolutely very happy to all right well take care enjoy the rest of your sunday and thank you bye-bye thank you all right i hope you enjoyed the discussion just before you leave do remember to sign up for our newsletter on our website, learneducatediscover.com, where we share updates on new episodes, a lot of career-oriented resources, and a lot of other inspiring stories and videos and podcasts that we find online. So do check it out at learneducatediscover.com. You'll also find the library of all the other podcasts that we've done in the past on the website. Of course, if you have any questions at all, or if you just want to say hello, you can always email us. Just drop us a mail at hello at learneducatediscover.com or tweet at us at LED underscore curator. That's LED underscore C-U-R-A-T-O-R. Of course, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash learneducatediscover or you can also subscribe to the podcast on either iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and for your time. And until the next one, Bye-bye.